George, we've got a kind of a special event going on tonight. Yes, we do, Joe. How's it going, man? Excellent. How are you? I am awesome. Everything is great. I'm excited about tonight's show. It's very cool. We're doing like a live satellite show within our live show. It's like staring into a mirror that's looking into a mirror. Into a mirror. No, it's nothing <laughs> like that. But it's going to be very cool tonight, and I'm very excited. We've got uh, Lance and Samantha Wagner from the Wagner Wiles on location in Bastrop, Texas at the Cult Classic Convention. Uh, and they're going to be down there kind of doing a play-by-play uh, and talking to some very cool people for everybody to tune in and check out tonight. Um, other than that, what else is going on with you, Joe? We've got a couple of minutes, right? Well, hey, we have a couple in. more guests also. We have Let's bullshit. Let's bullshit. We've well, got, um, oh, sorry. Look at the face. I'm excited. Go ahead. We've got another amazing guest after that. I was just excited about the live fucking feed. Is that okay? Yes. Jesus. You all right now? You need a minute? I need to blame you for something. Look at that mug. Blame Joe. Coffee mug right there. <laughs> that is awesome. We've got John Dugan on from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Uh, we've also got Terry Gerald from the Drone Cav coming on. He's going to do a little bit for us tonight. Uh, it's very cool, but we're about to get started with Lance and Sam here. Uh, Joe, before we do that, we should probably just talk about a couple of little things, a uh, little housekeeping things, right? Like we are now, well, first of all, everybody's listening to the Romero Pictures Indie Brigade podcast with your host, George C. Romero and Joe Ridgely. Um, that's for all of our audio only listeners, uh, because we are syndicated now across a lot of different audio only platforms. Uh, Joe, you want to list those real quick? Um, I could do one even better. That's uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn, Radio Public, and Breaker. Joe, that's a nice scroll there across the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else thought I had that rehearsed. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, you know, it's for the audio-only people. I, I need to, to let them know, you know, that you're not on it like that. Absolutely. Let's see. We've got Dean. Dino saying happy Valentine's Day. Hello, Dino. What's up, Dean? We got Sean. Always a great supporter. Sean. And we've got Ange. We love Ange. Ange has been up? there since day one. Matt, I don't know who you are because it just says Matt. So hi, Matt. What's up, man? And we've got another Matthew. So All right. Oh, is the ninja thing a theme? I don't know. Okay, fair Maybe enough. Maybe it is. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's the same guy, and he's watching on YouTube. Oh, and Facebook. gotcha, and Facebook. Yeah, all right, let me go ahead sense. and figure out all the tech behind Romero Pictures Any Brigade podcast for you, Joe. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you know what I'm going to do, just so I don't have to talk anymore. What's that? I'm going to bring Sam and Lance on. I'm excited for this. Pop them up here. I am. Oh, oh there is Lance Wagner. Lance Wagner from the Wagner Wise, but just Bill Oberst Jr., the coolest just, guy in the world. Just Bill Oberst, just standing right there. Bill, George is there. Who else there? I can't even see. George C. Romero and Joe Richmond. George, I know you hear this uh, all the time, but you have inspired me, uh, not only artistically, but as a businessman, as a marketer, and I admire you, and I thank you for what you've done. 
to the genre in which I've been happy to play a little part. Thank you for what you're doing with distribution because distributors have been screwing us for decades. Yeah, they have. Bill, thank you so much for those kind words, man. That means the world to me coming out of you. You just put me on cloud nine. That was about, that was about the coolest thing ever. I'm, I'm, I'm nerding out over here. Thank you very much. Bill. It's a pleasure and it's an honor to have you here tonight. There's Samantha. I think so. I got my glasses on. So, now it's on you. It's on you. Yeah, definitely join us. Join, join Lance and Sam on the Wagner Wiles. You have been with Lance and Sam on the Wagner Wiles, and you damn well have liked it. <laughs> Boom. Thank you, Bill. Uh, I do horror movies, and there are a lot of them, but I must say that the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones that are artistic, and I've just done one in that vein, and it's called Dis, D-I-S. It's uh, brutal. It's extreme. It has been banned. It's also won awards, and if your taste runs to the non-vanilla, remember to you. It's from this, the director of Adrian Corona, and I was like, you have to be in it. It's an art house horror. Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. And we're going to walk to the next person. Hang on, hang on. Hi, everybody. Hang on. There's my beautiful wife on Valentine's Day tuning in. One second. We are here. What's up, Michael Berry? Just Michael Berryman. Hold on, one second. We're waiting our turn in line. They're, um, they're doing announcements. So we'll be done in just a second. So sorry. Q&A with the Texas Chainsaw Master, the next generation of background. Is that a band? Hello. Hey, Michael. Hello, George. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. It's kind of noisy. We're getting uh, some people in the background making noise. How's the uh, How's the weekend? How's the convention? Just talk about what you do and projects you might have working on. Well, uh, we're here in Austin, Texas for a show, and working on my autobiography. I'm doing my final rewrite from my earliest memory as a kid until now, and I'm 71 years old, and still kicking it. Bottom line is, life is, every day is precious. Appreciate, uh, well, enjoy your life, do what's right. Be nice and stay away from a holes. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can say those other words. Look, if if you wake up in the morning and you don't fall down, wake up in the morning and don't fall down. That's good. So I was just telling the kid next to me, smoking and vaping. Not this kid. He said he, he didn't know how to quit smoking. So I told his uh, girlfriend that he across his lips shut, a hole right there, draw in there, and then she needs to take a horse and a buggy whip and chase him down the street 
actually can't breathe. And then when he's weaving and heezing, tell him that's how every breath will be for the rest of his life. When emphysema kicks in, because the cigarette people and the vaping people, they don't love you. You're wasting and put it to good use. You know, and I'll tell you what good use is. You take that money you saved and you take, take your old lady to a shoe store. <laughs> Man, I'm honored that you just came on here. And, and which was just awesome. <laughs> well, for those that are just listening, we are live at the Bass Art Convention for the Cult Classic Convention, and we are. Well, it is the. Romero? Romero. Romero Pictures and the Indie Brigade. Romero Pictures and the Indie Brigade. Are you not listening? Yes. Watch real close. Left or right? Say it. Left or right? Left or right. No, say one or the other. Oh, right. <laughs> Peace out, brother. <laughs> that was awesome. And we are going to go to William N. Stone for the future Butcher's Bluff. Give me one second. He had somebody walk up. One more second. This is a lot of fun. And you know, even though there was like, hey, what's up? I'll just, you know, doing our thing out here at Cole Classic Convention. Uh, yep. How's it going, man? Uh, we're here and, whoa, look at that. Hey. Yes. Look at that. Pretty face right there. <laughs> I can't really hear anything. <laughs> it's up to you to talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Butcher's Bluff is a film we're going to be making here uh, and around Bestrop uh, and uh, Elgin, Texas. We're going to be shooting around April and May. Uh, we have Bill Johnson, Leatherface of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. We have uh, Tyler Shea Cole from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. We have Paul T. Taylor from Hellraiser Judgment and Brink Stevens. Uh, all, uh, of Elsie Holt from uh, Your Next. They're all signed on to be part of the film. We're really excited about doing it, and uh, we can't wait to get it out there. You know, this has been uh, about two years in the making. We've been coming around promoting this, and we just uh, wrapped up a pretty successful Indiegogo campaign. We raised forty thousand dollars in thirty days. So. Uh, Good, good times. <laughs> it's nothing but congratulations and love to you, man. You're killing it, and I've been watching your project for a while now. Uh, oh, really, thank you so much. It's really nice to see you out there killing it for the indies, you know what I'm saying? So thank you, and uh, you know, come join us. Join us in the brigade, man. Thank you so much, you know. I mean, I uh, appreciate you helping us and you guys out. We need all the help we can get out there, you know. Hollywood just keeps regurgitating crap, so, you know, we need to get, like, the, the, the indies out there putting that original content, you know. Damn right. Damn right. You keep doing what you're doing, bro. I pretty appreciate you. Back at you, man. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. We're going to try to find Linnea. Here. We're walking. I'm going to flip it so y'all can see y'all people here. You know, William is uh, a great example. George Romero. Hello. Hey there. Indie Brigade. Yes. Scott Williamson. Hero, my hero. Look at Butcher's Blood. I know that cat. (laughs) Hey, Joe. So that was my first time I remember. What's going on? Guys. Uh Oh, man. 
Hey, wait a minute. I, I mistook him for uh, Brett Michaels, I think. <laughs> How's your weekend? How's your weekend going, man? We're live. Yeah, how's your weekend? It's going good, man. We're having yeah. an awesome time here at the Cold Classic Convention. Yeah? What are you doing down there, man? Uh, we come down here to work and help out, just enjoying ourselves, having a good time. Yeah, and it's going good? Yeah, it's going great, man. That's Looking awesome. Tomorrow, it should be a lot more packed out tomorrow. Yeah, that's how it usually works. Well, listen, tell everybody what you're there, uh, what you're there working on, and 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 give us all a little bit, a little taste of what's going on with you. Are you in anything? Didn't you recently get my MDV? Yeah, I did. I'm going to be playing uh, Luke and Butcher's Bluff. Uh, then we're going to start shooting uh, in April. Uh, should turn out good. Looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for stopping and talking to us. It'll be my first film. So awesome. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you very much, man. Y'all yeah. have a good one. You too. All right, we're going back. We can't find Linnea. She's we disappeared. She's MIA. Yeah, guys, why don't you just go walk around and talk to some folks and uh and, and say hi, Clay. Hi, Jordan. Thank you, brother. Billy, Steve. First. Do you want to say anything new or older? How's it going, man? I gotta go to my table. He's gotta go. He's not playing with us right now. I'm not. I will play with Lance later. He's gonna play with Lance later. He said. What's <laughs> up? Michael and Drew and Mitch. Here, go. Go, go. <laughs> Say hi to George. What up, George? What's up? How's, How's it going? going? From Magazine. Good, man. <laughs> we are live. That's right. We are live. Okay, we're going to go to Brinkley. We are live. This is George Romero. Hi, George. Hey. How, how are you doing? It's fun being here. It's a great is show. It? Mm -hmm. Is it good? Good, 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 good. How's life? Before? I'm sorry. Have you done this show before? No, I haven't. It's. Uh, I heard it's in its third year. I haven't done that. Um, Correct. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Uh, I'm not. I, I. I don't go to a lot of those things. I. I, I should. I should go to more. But I just, I just don't. They have food. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious barbecue backstage. Thank you. All right, we are still walking. Stop walking, walking. We're sorry. They're doing Q and A, so some people disappeared. They're like MIA. Hold on, we're going to go to Tyler Shea next. Um, Tyler's not there either. Yeah. You want to say hi to George Romero? Oh. Hey there. Richard Walters from uh, Pittsburgh, uh, My Bloody Valentine uh, 3D. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, uh, no, I just did uh, Kexburg. Uh, we did a independent film by, uh, anyways, about that. UFO back in uh, West Wallen County. 
So that's uh, what I just did. And then I'm just uh, going to move to New Jersey and uh, we'll see what happens then. I don't know. That's where it's at, man. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Can you see it? My phone turned off. Hi, everybody. Hey, man. What's up? Can you introduce yourself? I'm good. How are you doing? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm so confused. We're How just, you doing? live right now. Oh, you are? Yes. Oh, cool. Hi, everybody. We're just giving everybody a little insight into the... Uh, we're just giving everybody a little insight into the convention and letting everybody kind of letting people who can't be there in person kind of get a glimpse at the awesomeness that's going on this weekend. Okay, I, would, I did a little thing called Texas Chainsaw Part Two. I played Leatherface in it. I was in the movie business for over thirty years. Did many, many, many pictures. Double John Candy, John Goodman, Paul Servino, uh, so on and so forth. I was uh, executioner of Pirates of the Caribbean one and three. Okay. Yes, sir. So everybody, hey, everybody, thank you very much, and I will be talking to you. Alrighty, thank you. Alrighty. All right, we got one more. We're gonna go to, and then look, I'm gonna show you something really inappropriate. Look, that's popcorns. Remember, if I can line it up right, where's it at? Can you see it? Good. There it is. So, George Romero, you can hold it. What's up? How's it going? What are we on a... Uh, Good. It's kind of noisy here. Yeah, you guys are doing a lot of good stuff with that Indie Brigade. I'm seeing the stuff pop up like crazy. Yeah, we're trying to, man. You know, we're trying to. It's, you know, we've all been in this grind for, for a long time. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it used, it, it, there was a time before when it was collaborative, you know, and it was great and it was an awesome community. And we've gotten so far away from that. You know, that's what I'm excited about. But uh, but this weekend, you know, we're so happy to have Lance and Sam there, so we get to say hi to so many people. Just talk to you real quick, you know, find out what's going on with you. You know, what are you down there? What are you down there? Yeah, the Texas where I like doing. I'm still the most comfortable, but uh, if I can do something with you guys or collaborate, I'd sure like to help out or whatever y'all are doing and stuff. So uh, I'm all about collaboration and stuff and keeping it alive. But uh, yeah, Texas where I like. I, I drove out here to Austin and got into traffic, and I'm thinking now I know why I make films where I make films and stay away from the traffic, man. <laughs> I tell you what. So. Yeah, man. I'm gonna pass that phone back. I'm having a little tough time hearing out here. But it was great talking to you, and we'll talk to you again when I got some headphones in. Sounds good, buddy. Right, thanks, brother. Okay, we're going to run out real quick. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know we probably just made y'all real sick. This is awesome. There's Lance chasing her. <laughs> <laughs> I run faster than he does. Oh, y'all. man. That felt like Wait. We entertain, we entertain, right? Oh. Yes. <laughs> the wagon, the wagon here, right here. Here, yeah. All right. All right. We have had a blast here. We've got uh, Saturday and Sunday. And it's day one. Y'all are out in the area, or can drive out here if you're in Texas. It's only a couple hours away from Houston. Uh, tomorrow is nine, no, eleven tonight, eight thirty, and then VIP, and then Sunday from eleven to five. And we would love to see you here. Lots of people, with wonderful food, great company. Yes, all that. Yes. Wagner Wilds. Wagner, we're the Wagner Wilds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, the Wagner Wilds. We'll be uh, having a new episode soon. 
uh, for you guys. She picked out a really cool movie. Okay, bye. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Thank you. And thank everybody for for uh, for putting up with it and 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 thank, thank everybody. everybody for what they did. It really meant the world to me. Done. Well, do sorry Done. so noisy. They're doing a Q and A right now. Yeah, we got you. Thank you. Love you guys. Love y'all. See ya. Bye. Hi. Bye. Ridgely. Ah, thank you. Boom. <laughs> Ranch Ranchley. Ranch Ridgeby. All right, we love you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye. Love you. Good night. <laughs> that was kick ass, man. That was fun. I loved that even though the audio went all goofy with Michael, you could still you could still hear everything he was saying. You could still make out his whole story. That was awesome. And his ears. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. Uh, that was exciting to talk to all those people and have everybody kind of pop in and, and, and say some stuff, you know, and really, and, and who knew that if some of those folks like Bill even knew what the hell we were doing. So, you know, that's pretty cool. I don't know what you're talking about. I get around. Well, I've heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now's as good a time as any to kind of point out my awesome new scare tactical shirt. Look at that. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait for oh, you. Yeah. Graphics by Ian Steyer. This is uh, from the Scare Tactical line of merch from the uh, Indie Brigade. If I die, film it. Uh, yeah, what do you got on the sleeve there? Oh, look at that. That's some Indie Brigade action right there, just so you let everybody know. And then over here, you got the Romero Pictures. You got, you know, just so everybody knows that it's Romero Pictures Indie Brigade and the Scare Tactical line of clothing and artwork. Uh, designed by Ian Steyer. Uh, the cool thing about it is that we're putting a portion of every sale of Scare Tactical uh, merch toward the development and launch of the Veterans Compound, uh, which is something that's very important to me and something that will get done. So get over to RomeroPictures.com and order some Scare Tactical stuff and help us help some vets. Joe, where's yours? Where's my what? Where's your Where's your Scare Tactical shirt? Um. I have to ask Omar. This is really weird. It's like you're just this disembodied voice. It's kind of disturbing. I know. I like it. It's disturbing. It's like <laughs> the you man be behind anywhere. the curtain. You're, you're everywhere and nowhere right now. <laughs> I can see re my reflection in your head. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, well, we got a few minutes. Uh, I'm waiting on Mr. Dugan. Um, we got Terry who is supposed to be on a little later on. Why don't we uh, bring Terry up now, if Terry doesn't mind. Terry, give me a nod if that's okay. All right. So, Terry! Hey! George, introduce <laughs> Terry. Let everybody know what Terry's doing and let everybody know what they're listening to right now and who we're talking to and all that good jazz. Terry needs no introduction. I'm just going to turn the whole show over to him for the remainder of all time. Oh man, Thank you, Terry. Uh, I, well, you know, I'm I'm not I'm underdressed. I mean, <laughs> I don't have scare tactical on. <laughs> but and you do have a limited edition Romero Pictures I, Andy Brigade wings I shirt. Do. I do. I, I keep this under under lock and key. It's <laughs> in a very safe place, um, uh, guarded at all times. Ninety pound uh, German Shepherd. So uh, yeah, it's not going anywhere. I hope. That, that's perfect. That's what everybody needs. Yeah. 
you know, thank you for coming on here, man. Just to satisfy Joe, uh, this is Terry Gerald, the director of the Romero Pictures Indie Brigade Drone Cav. Uh, this man has forgotten more about drones than I could ever learn. Uh, and he's here to talk with us briefly about some stuff he's doing with us um, uh, here on the Romero Pictures Indie Brigade podcast with your host, George C. Romero and Joe Ridgely. Uh, one of the things that we've finally gotten done is we finally got Terry integrated into the mentor program. Uh, so Terry is now a viable mentor, so you can book a session with him. And that's what I'm excited to kind of talk to him about tonight a little bit, because, uh, you know, we want to kind of start spreading the word a little bit about, you know, what we mean when we say a mentor program. You know, this is a program where you can come and book a two-hour session with uh, anybody in our mentor program, and you can ask them very serious questions. You can you can do deep, deep dives, drill downs, whatever you need, whatever buzzword you want to call it. Uh, when you need answers to things that that you really you're about to go into production, or you're developing a project, or you're writing something, or you're trying to figure out how to get good production value uh, with no money, these are the kind of things you can come to the mentor program and talk to people like myself, talk to people like Terry about. And uh, you know, Terry is his drone cab is really awesome. He's starting to put up episodes on a regular basis, and uh, he's he's going into detail on on things that filmmakers need to know not what people need to know when they walk into Best Buy to buy a drone. So with that, I'm going to kind of actually turn it over to Terry here. Oh, well, well I appreciate that and and, uh, and having me on as usual. Um, I'm going to eat a candy bar while you talk. You know, I've been looking at that, trying to figure out. It, it, it just looks like an amazing snack. It's a Kit Kat. It's awesome. Oh, man, Kit Kat. Love Kit Kats. But anyway, uh, I, I'm kind of looking at the drone cab um, as it sort of evolves and, and it's getting some traction here. And it's sort of like a multi-layered thing. Like I've got the uh, online blog with, uh, you know, text postings and, and uh, different news and points and topics and, and tips and tricks, things like that. And then the, the second layer that we've added recently, um, we've got two episodes up now. And the uh, idea is every Thursday to have a new episode up. And that's going to be a video episode. Well, it is a video episode where you can go on and I'll be talking about a, a particular topic, but it's not going to be like a real long, drawn out, complicated lesson. It's going to be uh, sort of uh, thought starters or we're going to focus on like a, a single point that you can take away uh, immediately. And if you're already flying a drone, maybe apply that. Or if you're thinking about using drones uh, in your production or you're thinking about hiring a drone operator. So it covers a lot of different bases. So that's pretty cool, too. But these are still kind of short. Uh, little sessions that they're going to give you a bit of information to take and, and work with. Going to the third, the deeper level is the mentoring program. And there is, to be quite honest, just so much involved with flying a drone now um, that it it's far more than what we could really effectively answer all your questions uh, in, in these sessions. They're, those are going to be great. And they're going to be you know good and consistent. But if someone is really say a, a new operator and don't even know where to start with drones. That's when you know we can sit down. I can spend the time with you one-on-one, -on -one, talk about what your experience level is, what your intentions are, where you want to go with this, how you plan on using it. Is, it, is this going to be a one-shot deal for you or do you plan on integrating it into your regular ongoing productions? So it, that way I can kind of fine tune and, and sort of guide you along the way. Things like, um, what are some good drone models? Uh, um, 
and the biggie, and I hate to bring it up so much and sound preachy, but it is important to know the, uh, the FAA regulations and legalities because those things are getting tighter and tighter all the time. And those guys mean business. If you're flying commercially, um, there's a lot of things to be aware of in that you do have to have your certificate. There are certain guidelines that you must meet to fly in legal compliance. And then uh, safety is another big thing because when you're in the air, I know as a filmmaker, you're, you're thinking about your, your production, you're thinking about the story and, and getting the shot and all that. But when you're flying a drone, you're doing two jobs. You're a pilot first and you're a cameraman second. So you have to think of it in those terms. So you really have to put the time in to practice, learn the flying techniques and just get you know almost muscle memory down um, to be able to fly well and handle emergency situations. Read things like a, a wind gust can cause you a lot of problems. Uh, uh, flying too close to trees uh, around people and, and kind of tight situations like that. So that's, again, what uh, I think the mentoring program would help out with because I can understand more about exactly how you're going to use drones and walk you through the process. Again, if you're thinking about hiring a drone operator, what do you need to know? Because there's still liability on you if you hire an un uncertificated, unlicensed uh, drone operator, and there is uh, property damage or accident or something like that. So things just to kind of keep you out of hot water, but also get the most out of your production, because this is a, a flying camera platform. The cameras are so good, you can put them literally about anywhere. So those things like crane shots or dolly shots, uh, you can do some really cool things uh, if you set the shot up right, like the dolly zoom effects. Um, just it, It's almost limitless what you can do if you really explore the techniques and get get a good handle on flying as well as the camera use. So again, it's kind of like doing two jobs at once, uh, what uh, chew and go and walk in a tightrope or whatever you want to say. But um, once you get those things down and practice it, and you know, I, I'm going to put a plug in here and watch, watch the episodes consistently, there's always something new to pick up, some little thought starter or tidbit, because that's how I stay in it. I do this every single day. I'm out flying all the time. And staying up on the news, the new models, uh, any regulatory changes, anything that's coming down the road to improve uh, aerial cinematography. And so I, I like to kind of funnel all that to to uh, to the readers and uh, and uh, the people that, that use the mentor program. So so it's a lot of resources. I don't know every answer, but if I don't know an answer, I know where to find it for you. So just consider me a resource and I'm here and available. So, well, and so, what, what's cool about it, and that was a really very well said, better than I could have said, but I mean, uh, you know, what's cool about it is so many of us, man, as these filmmakers, uh, these indie guys, we end up out there being on our own or, or having to be, you know, five different crew members in addition to trying to figure out the creative and the direction and all that other stuff, <coughs> especially when we don't have any budgets and, you know, what I think is cool and one of my favorite things to discuss with you is ways to take these little miniature 4K drones and create these these dolly shots and these and these crane angles and all this stuff without the need to go rent a Fisher dolly, without the need to rent a Super Techno, without the need for any of that stuff that traditionally you need to 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 have to to do this stuff in in larger budget films and it's interesting because, you know, we've got this generation of, of folks making uh, films with all the new gear, but a long-term belief of mine and something you and I have discussed for a long time, uh, actually, is the need to understand the way things used to be done 
back in the day before this equipment was readily available because the the idea is that as audiences we've been trained since the 20s uh, to look at movies a certain way and understand production value, even if as an audience member, you don't know that that's what you're looking at. So, you know, the idea is to be able to understand the past to move into the future. And I think that that's what's really cool about what else you do with the drone, Kev. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, because things change so fast. Like, for example, this this model, that this is my main drone that I fly. It's not that big. I mean, it weighs about two pounds. And it's not this big, giant, huge platform. And there's this this kind of, do we want to call it old mentality, but a way of thinking that, oh, that's pretty small. I mean, it can't do a good job. I mean, look how small it is. I need one of those really big, giant drones. Not, not in the least. This camera shoots in 4K up to 60 frames per second. So if you need to slow it down, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Uh, it's going to be super crisp. You have tons of range of camera settings. It writes at a really fast speed, so it gets that data to the card faster. You're getting more per per uh, cycle onto the card, 100 megabits per second. So it's really, really sophisticated uh, beast. This is getting ready to be updated here in the next month or two, whenever they release it. Uh, this is an Autel Evo, and the Evo 2 comes out. They're going to come with 6K and 8K cameras. So, and we're talking like under two grand for a rig yeah. like that. So, and you can use that for you know, how many productions? I mean, as long as you don't crash it or, you know, lose it, steal it, whatever, you can use that thing over and over and over and get some amazing quality out of it. That's why we don't let Joe fly them. Well, I'm just making sure my wife is tuning in. Did you hear that, honey? Bigger isn't always better. <laughs> Listen, we've got John Dugan waiting to come up here, but there are a couple of questions real quick. So if we can just kind of address these real quickly. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and Terry, if you can just kind of address these as quickly as you can. Uh, so oh, we can pull Terry back up as soon as we're done with John. I would love to hear more about this. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. But I figure this is relevant and we're in the moment. So yeah. unless you want to keep pulling us out of that moment, Joe, we can just move forward real quickly. I love having moments with you. Sure. Uh, well, uh, I see Sean's question um, about the collision avoidance system. Now, that does vary from drone manufacturer to drone manufacturer, the way they implement it. Now, typically... Collision avoidance on most of the popular models like the Evo, the Mavic uh, Pro models, that works uh, in the forward motion. So they do have collision sensors or, uh, in the back and some other areas, but they're more of a warning. They don't necessarily uh, avoid objects, we'll say. That's mostly for forward moving. Now, there's a, a new model out called a Skydio 2 and they're, they're selling it as being um, very autonomous and avoiding collisions because it has six 4K cameras mounted on all over, three on top, three on the bottom. And you can supposedly fly that thing like through the forest and it's going to dodge tree limbs and, and go over and around and whatever. doesn't necessarily have, it's got a very, very good camera, but from what I've seen and people I know that have them, uh, it's not quite as good a quality ca camera that you're going to find on some other models, but it's a step in the right direction. Now, the new Evo 2 is supposed to have a very similar obstacle avoidance, front, rear, top, bottom, and sides. So that that is a very important piece of technology that's coming along for drones because uh, um, I'm big about low-altitude flying, again, using it for, for dolly tracking, you know, 50 feet and below. And so uh, obstacle avoidance and collision avoidance is a pretty important thing to have. 
and then uh, Dean just asked a question, and you and I actually spoke about this, that new DJI Mavic Mini that they're touting is literally... Much like this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of experience with it. I love this. I love this guy. I just absolutely love it. Um, it the 249-gram rule, what that pertains to, and to be honest, it's more of a marketing thing, um, 200, any drone, 250 grams or greater has to be registered with the FAA. And all that means is you're basically uh, going on the FAA website, you pay five bucks, you get a registration number for the drone and that's it. It doesn't mean that you can't just fly it anywhere. So uh, again, at 249 grams, that doesn't mean you, if you're in controlled airspace around an airport, you still have to follow the rules. It's, it's being kind of presented and put out there like, hey, you don't have to follow the rules. This is only 249 grams. No, that ain't it. You, you still follow all the same flight rules. So it's almost sort of a pointless point being made. Uh, it does not exempt you from any flight regulations. Um, and, you know, you can throw a lot of people get these things and they order, a, you know, a bright red uh, vinyl skin to put on it. And uh, Joe's giving me a face. Uh, uh, skin to put on it or whatever to change it. Well, we were freezing up for a second. Oh, was it? Uh, but uh, it doesn't take much to add one gram and put you over into that that category anyway. So that's I don't know. To me personally, I think it's kind of silly. But it's it's not something to to feel like you're out of the woods. So you, you don't have to do it. And again, if you're flying for anything commercial like like film. You do have to have a uh, FAA Part 107 certificate to fly, so you're going to have to register your, your inventory anyway. So it, it doesn't really matter. That's uh, that's uh, again something I, I don't know. I kind of hope that that simmers down a little, but um, but yeah, that uh, that weight just by one gram exempts you from registration. See what I mean, everybody, when I say that this guy's forgotten more about drones than I will ever learn. <laughs> if you have any questions about this stuff, book a session with Terry now uh, and, 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 and really get it, dive into it deep with him, and he will, uh, he will guide you down the right path toward using these things. Terry, thank uh, you, man. Thank you for coming pleasure. on. Stick around. Uh, we're going to talk to John Dugan here. And uh, if you're still around and in the lobby, uh, maybe we'll we'll bring you back up if people put more questions up. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, thank you for giving up some of your Friday night and talking to these folks, answering a couple questions. Uh, if you liked what you saw, come and book your session with with Terry like tonight or tomorrow. Awesome, always happy to help. Thanks, Terry. We really do appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. All right. I, he is a wealth of information when it comes to that. And uh, one, quite, one statement we didn't bring up was Kim's. And I imagine it saves a lot of money in production, which I'm um, assuming it absolutely does. So It certainly I, does, yeah. I didn't want to leave that one out. But now I am going to bring up Mr. John Duke. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should bust his balls a little and just keep him hanging for a couple more minutes. What, hey, look, you know what I got to say about that. Well, all right. So why don't you do the intro now, and I will bring him up and let everybody know what we are, what we're doing, who we're talking to. Well, right now, there he is. It's Mr. John Dugan on the Romero Pictures Indie Brigade podcast with Mr. George C. Romero. And Joe John, you got to turn John, the volume down ahead. We're getting major feedback. 
Hello? Hello? Can you hear me, John? Yep. Gonna take a sip of coffee here. Can you hear us? Yeah, you can hear us. We can't hear you. Yeah, we're getting major feedback. Yeah, what's going on? He's got earbuds in. I can't hear him at all. Neither can I. No. Hmm. Well, everybody, John Dugan. John, can John, you can back, out back out and then come, and back, then come in? back in? There, there may there be a setting. I don't know on a phone. For speakers, and you got to put your earbuds on instead of the speakers on your phone. Wow, this is weird. It is. it is. I love John to death, though. Don't get me wrong. That's true. I'm totally sure. I'm super excited to talk to the guy. <laughs> fix it, fix it, fix it. John, back out all the way and come back in and see if it fixes it. Okay. So, George, you're stuck with me again. With my fuck Indie Brigade. Oh, that's a limited edition wings, isn't it? Right, it is. Yeah. We're going to be taking those off the site pretty soon, actually. So if you want a mighty fine beanie like this, or a trucker hat, or a t-shirt, or a hoodie, um, I know I got a banner for this somewhere. Uh, there it is. Boom. You know, the thing about it is, uh, you know, Ian used the term like... I, the whole point of the merch for the Indie Brigade is if you like us, if you've ever learned anything, if you like anything we have to say, if you like our opinions, our views, if you like that punk rock sort of uh, fuck you attitude toward filmmaking and, and, and sort of really getting down to dirty and talking about, you know, the, the nitty gritty of making movies and getting it done against all the odds. Uh, if you feel like you've learned anything from us, just support us, buy some merch, help us keep the servers running, help us keep the lights on. Um. <laughs> also, if you don't have your Indie Brigade badge up on your uh, Facebook profile photo, make sure you go and do that. Uh, wave that flag, carry that membership card, let everybody know that you're a part of the Indie Brigade and that you've got people now. Uh, you know, that's a big problem with a lot of indie filmmakers. You know, you spend a lot of time feeling like you're out there struggling and fighting your, on, on your own trying to get stuff done. Let's see what happens. Oh, I'm not hearing feedback. Yeah, but there's no feedback. No, no, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Damn it. Mm. Hmm. Mm. And John's a little frozen up. And you're right. You know, I mean, that uh, it, it, it runs rampant. It's everywhere. Uh, it's, I'm even hearing feedback when I answer, so I'm just going uh, to... Wow. I Somebody's don't, playing Qbert. <laughs> I don't think it's up. up. He dropped out completely again. All right. All right, I'm going to go back to some, uh, let's see, Ange. Yeah, I was life. talking about that, that one, actually. I was just okay. I was just replying to that. Sorry. And you interrupted me again. Hang on, Ange. I'm I sorry. What would you say? I just need to blame you. What? Joe. I'm just going to have some coffee. 
No, she's absolutely right. It's 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 real life versus that Holly that fake Hollywood stuff. You know, the problem is that that fake Hollywood stuff. That's such a broad term, and it's been uh, you know it gets thrown around. Uh, look, I've been in this business my whole life. I lived in L.A. Uh, for a very long time. Um, there's plenty of of great people in this industry. There really are. Um, I think that what we talk about when we use the broader terms is the larger studio systems that are becoming more and more algorithmed up, right? They're, they're, they're operating from spreadsheets as opposed to instinct. Um, and you know, when you really think about what built the entertainment industry, the film industry, and specifically it was, it was instinct. It was, it was creative instinct in the artists on the side of the artists. And then it was a business instinct on the side of the investors and the studios and they would roll the dice on people and they would try stuff and the, because it hadn't been done a million times and so they had to try it to see what would work and uh you know i that's what's gone it's all algorithms and spreadsheets and if you if you uh, if you uh, you know if you're out there making no budget films and you think that that it's you know that it's you've got a fair shot to get your stuff into the big studio system there's just a different way to kind of hack in there now. It used to be when I was coming up, if you wanted to hack your way into a, a shortcut, you had to go find where somebody was eating dinner three days a week and, and figure out how to, you know, knock their server out and bring them their pasta. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's different ways to kind of hack the system these days, um, which we can talk about in a future episode. Uh, Matt says it just seems so impossible to get noticed. Well, that's because there's so many, look, there's so much content being created. There's so many outlets for it. Everybody wants to get noticed and everybody, you know, kind of feels like they should be getting noticed. It's, it's always been hard work. It's the same hard work. It's just different. The tech has shifted over time. It's always, it's, it's always, it's still hard work. Um, you know, even people who say, look, people who say it's an overnight success. I never met an overnight success that didn't take at least 10 years. And most of the time closer to 15 or even 20 years. You know what I mean? Before you, before these people get what, you know, technically noticed, right? They're, they've been out there grinding it out, you know, grinding and hustling and, and working on trying to get their, their projects made, trying to get uh, seen, trying to get noticed, trying to get noticed by this person or that person. Now people want to get noticed on a bigger scale because the the you know the the eyeballs is the new currency, right? Eyeballs is the new currency. It's no longer dollars; it's eyeballs when it comes to uh, you know the the lower and the no budget indie filmmaking. You know, I mean, and and that's the other thing we're trying to change here. And Dean is watching tonight, and Dean is a huge you know Dean's the vice president of acquisitions and distribution for Romero Pictures now, and you know this is a, a mission that he and I have discussed for more than a decade, and. It's it's how do you get films seen? How do you get filmmakers paid? How do you get how do you get people who are generally chewed up and swallowed by the system uh, into their own uh, sandbox where they don't have to fear the system? Uh, and that's what we're working on doing, not only with the indie brigade but with the distribution uh, efforts that we're putting forth, um, and also with the end goal of getting obviously to the veterans compound. Uh, which is sort of the basically the end goal of everything that we're doing here. Uh, and essentially what we're doing is we're creating an ecosystem for film production, uh, for independent film production. Um, more on that later as well. 
Well, uh, I don't know if you happen to see uh, Libby, Libby and Matt's uh, Blu-ray cover or case. That I did. And it's, awesome. and it's awesome. And a huge congratulations to Libby. I mean, you guys have come, you, you've gone so far with your film, you know, and it's, it's just amazing and inspiring to watch you guys, what you're doing. And, you know, and you do, you, you just have to get out there and grind it out. You know, I, there, there's the expression grind and hustle, right? I don't know if that's an expression, but those are the two terms. Um, you know, I think if you want to get noticed, go out there and hustle. If you want to, uh, if you want to sustain, then go out there and grind. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second, John's still trying to figure out some technical issues right now. Um, let's see. Oh, we got Sean. Got to order his scare technical merch tonight. Hell yeah. Sean Smithson and Smithson Creations actually uh, sponsors Ian's blog, uh, The Devil is Into Details. Um, so they're the Sean and his company, his woodworking company, uh, is the official sponsor of Ian's blog, The Devil is Into Details. So uh, uh, what are we doing right now again, George? I'm sorry. Well, right now we're just kicking it, man, here at the uh, Romero Pictures Indie Brigade podcast with your host, George C. Romero and Joe Ridgely. Why don't you say it once, you fucking dick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your trained circus animal. Oh, no. <laughs> You're listening to Romero Pictures. And you oh, sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. Not the hose again. Put the lotion in the basket. No. <laughs> oh, all right. We're going to see. I need to get more coffee. Oh, still John, we're, still, we're still getting that feedback. And... We can't hear you whatsoever. All right, I'm Sorry. getting more coffee. You're okay, so George, so you, getting more you, coffee. Yeah, hey, you leave me hanging sometime, so here you go. I'll be right back. I am not your trained monkey. Okay, maybe I am. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, I can hear you now. Hey, somewhat. Yeah, it was those fucking hey. nine earbuds, but. <laughs> Let me go out to my truck and get my good ones. All right. You're a little on the choppy side, but... Uh, well, hold on. <laughs> you're here every... Late... Ladies and oh, gentlemen, hey, John Dugan. Hey, Joe. How you been, Joe? What is happening, Joe? Oh, my God. You're <laughs> Oh, I, you sexy bastard. That. You know, I heard that penis size thing you mentioned before. and You know, being, uh, I haven't been a, you know, I've been a shrimp my whole life, but it makes my dick look really big. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in comparison to my body size. <laughs> but there's something that little guys like me say. Uh, I got, oh, oh, it ain't the size of the ship. It's the it's motion, motion of the That's right. And, and I, I just have to address uh, Becky Romero, if I may. Yes, Becky, please, please keep your man in check. <laughs> oh, hey, Becky. Oh, wow. I, I have to use this. Look, isn't this a cool truck? I got for $2,900. All we see is you in the dark. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I bought a I, I bought a uh, a 1979 Chevy fucking pickup truck after the fall season. Gets about 11 miles to a gallon. It's got a big old 350 in it. Sounds great. <laughs> a true American vehicle. Oh shit, man! It's really <laughs> fucking cool. God damn, it's cold out here tonight. Okay. Hey, you, you, have to go out? No, you don't have to go. Just pee over there. Well, you're actually yeah, doing pretty good outside. Okay, I hope it doesn't kill well. the signal inside. Huh? I said I said you were doing really good outside. I hope it doesn't kill the signal inside. <laughs> well, you can put it on my park and go out. You want to? No, you're doing fine right now. So, John, um, I'm going to pull something up real fast, and I'm not sure if you'll be able to see it. On I love your... when you talk dirty like that. <laughs> 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 so there was a little something. Uh, just watch the clip and let me know what was going on here. And Todd and Sam, great directors that I admire. If the Academy allows, I would like to get a Texas Chainsaw, split the Oscar trophy into five, and share it, share it with all of you. Well, that was so fucking cool. Plus, Renee won another Academy Award. So, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre had a, had a great... Uh, Oscars, you know. Well, wait a second. You mean this this Renee right here? Yeah. <laughs> Look at me and Renee. I just stole the scene completely from her in that. Absolutely. It was, <laughs> it was like her only her second film, I think after Dazed and Confused or something. Uh, she was like 22 and I was 40. <laughs> Go, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she loved me. You know, she kind of stalked me for a while. I had to say, honey, you're a little too young for me. <laughs> uh, well, I think George actually wants to come back in now. But Hey, John. All right, hold on one second. I got to rearrange a couple of things here. Okay, I'm going to try these earbuds. Now. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get that and that. Okay, now now I feel a little more. Is that better? Is all right in your world now, Joe? Um, John. Can you hear George. me? How's it going? Okay, well, I'm going to try to put these earbuds in now. All right. These are my good ones. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Yeah. You can hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Joe fixed it? We no. can see him also. No, John fixed it. I think maybe those other earbuds and microphones are no good on them. Uh, you know what we do around here? We just blame Joe. I had coffee mug. Does that say blame Joe on there? Yes, it does. It says blame. <laughs> I, I blame him for everything. That's what I, I'm saying. There it is right yeah. there. It's actually a big, you know, the message that we're trying to spread here with the Romero Pictures Indie Brigade. The blame Joe message is bigger than that. I mean, it's global. You know, you could blame <laughs> Joe for the fucking coronavirus if you want to. One way or another, I'm sure it's his fucking fault. <laughs> Oh, everything is. And, you know, I had a hard time. I had rather a, a difficult morning bowel movement, and I thought, fucking Joe. Fuck yeah, Joe. exactly. <laughs> we got to get you one of these mugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you Joe, uh, John, my I can't thank you. 
coffee mug freak. I don't have room for all of them. I had to move half of them to the back porch last year. <laughs> Every couple of years, I just take my coffee mugs out and shoot them. And then I get cool. new ones. <laughs> do, you like, do you like throw them up in the air and shoot them? Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I can't thank you enough for coming on here tonight, man. I saw Joe was talking to you um, about the Oscars this year. That was pretty cool, huh? That was pretty cool for the... Yeah, very. You know, very what, cool. what What did that feel like? What did you think when you... I mean, you know, what, were you, what went through your mind when you were, you know? I was like, honey, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just mentioned the Texas Chainsaw Master. So, What's that like? What, that's my question to you. My first big question to you. What's that like? to be part of literally one of the biggest independent horror films in the history of this entire industry and to be, and to be, you know, such a great part of it. Uh, you know, what's that like for you when you see people reference it and you see people talk about it the way they do, they revere it as like almost holy. Um, you know, how's that guy, how's that feel right from, from your, Oh, it's, it's always a rush, but then part of me goes, okay, where's the fucking money? <laughs> Where's my share? <laughs> you know? But no, it's always fucking cool, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've been through a lot. You've had a, a an amazing career. You've done a ton of shit. Um, you know, you're you've become a huge uh, supporter of the indie brigade. You know, I mean, what is it about the indie stuff that uh, you, you know? What wh what is it you think about the indie stuff that keeps you there? Uh, keep, you know, because they <laughs> they keep hiring me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think uh, there's a couple things about indie horror. Anyway, um, I do indie anything. I do an indie sitcom if somebody asked me to. Sure, but um, you know, I'm an actor. I'm not. You know, that's the thing about. I'm going to digress here, but. <laughs> Think about horror fans, you know, and working out there and meeting fans and doing, um, you know, conventions and everything and shaking hands and signing autographs. When I first started doing that about maybe 13, 14 years ago now, um, I was amazed <laughs> that fans think we all live in a big compound together. <laughs> They're like, uh, so have you seen... Uh, Fred uh, Johnson, you know, <laughs> and you go, uh, who's that? You go, he was the gaffer on the on the third uh, Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, why the fuck would I know Fred <laughs> Johnson? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I get that big time. I get all but, kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, but I can't remember what. Oh, oh, about indie stuff. Well. There's a lot of passionate young filmmakers, for one thing. Yeah. Uh, and um, like I say, they hire me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but you're right. There's more passion. There's more, you know, it's not, it's not it's been handpicked by a studio system. It's not, um, it's not being paid to just push out more of the same shit. It's where people get to create, you know, and how much freedom do you have and have you had, you know? When it comes to being in these things, like how much leeway are you given? Because given oh, your as an actor, yeah, because given oh, your they always ask for my input. I, you know, I did a film a few years ago, uh, 
that, that was the first day they were shooting my scene, and I it was in an office, and I was sitting behind a desk. I played a psychologist, and uh, they pointed the camera at me, and they set one light up next to the camera and shot it towards me. And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you ready to roll? You know, on this?" Said, yeah, I said, "You got a lighting kit?" The guy went, "Yeah." I said, "Get it out." <laughs> You know, I said, <laughs> I said, give me one over here, bounce me something over here. I want one back here, hitting right here, and rim my ear over here with, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, you so know, so uh, they got uh, everything, they got everything out. I said, now look through your lens. And the guy went, wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. It's, and, and, you know, it's yeah. funny how, uh, so many people don't stop to think about that stuff. And this goes back to what I was saying while we were having some issues getting you to getting you, uh, in the show tonight. You know, I think, um, there's, there's so much reliance on technology nowadays that people forget how things or have never bothered learning or have never had the opportunity to learn how it used to be done when you were, when you did the original chainsaw. Yeah. And and for some of the handheld shots, that was on a big ass camera with a handful of people all around it. And it was, you know, a handheld shot involved multiple people because it had yes. to, right? Yeah. And 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 the way things were lit. I mean, those things were done that way for a reason. And a lot of the indie folks uh today, and especially a lot of the younger indie folks and the newer filmmakers. They're not. They're not really privy to a lot of that information. So, well, a lot of them have never taken taken a basic uh, uh, photography class. They don't know composition and and lighting, which is everything. Well, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And um, so, you know, the the advent of of of, of high digital high high definition digital video, you know, has made. Uh, made it really affordable for young talented filmmakers to, to to put their vision up there. It's all made it also made it really affordable to let no talent just fucking idiots put you know well, put no, their vision I, up there. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, like this guy Matt, he said uh and, and I think this is Matt String uh I think it's the same I think we've got two of the same guy. Yeah, there's a Matt he says, just start shooting action. And he's right on so many levels, you know, because look. Oh, they're so anxious. They're so anxious just to to start shooting stuff. Yeah, but you know what? I was too, even back in the day. Like when I made my first movie, man, I didn't know fucking shit all about anything. I grabbed a camera and I fucking ran out there and I and it sucked. And I made my mom watch it and I made my dad watch it. And my mom said, you shouldn't show that to your dad. And my dad went, oh, dear fucking God. And... <laughs> <laughs> my dad said that about everything I tried to do. So. <laughs> and, yeah, you're and, hopeless. <laughs> yeah. So, so then I started, you know, asking questions and, and I started learning where I could and I started sneaking onto film crews and film sets and, and that's how I learned. And, and, you know, and I would watch, you know, yes, I was very lucky. I got to watch my dad do some stuff. Um, but for the most part, I had to learn all of it on my own because he wasn't the type that was going to be like, Hey, let me take you under my wing and teach you. Right. And, and, and most people in the film industry back then didn't, because if we ever learned how to do this shit, we, it was he like, takes well, our job from 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, how'd you light that scene? Fuck you. That's how I lit that scene. <laughs> so uh, I, I worked as a uh, as a, a a grip for many years. Yeah. Uh, doing industrial film and uh, and TV commercials and stuff like that. And we were shooting on some of the stuff I shot was on uh, like Panty uh, 35. Excuse me. My dog's going nuts over here. Yeah. What's up, bud? Look. Empty. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so I had a lot of I had a lot of on-camera training, and then when I when I uh, became like in my uh, I guess about forty or something, I moved back to Chicago from the Bay Area, and um, uh, started working as a you know behind the camera. So I worked as a lighting and electrical grip. Dolly grip, um, the camera operator. Sometimes, if, if it was a studio shoot and there was like a big, you know, it was a two camera bit with big studio fucking, you know, ikigami thing on a pod, you know, yep. you know, and you got you got headsets on and you just you just stand there, yeah, until the until the director in the booth goes Dugan 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 what <laughs> you're drifting. Oop. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm back. laughs> well, that's kind of boring, man. That's boring <laughs> shit. But so I had the you know advantage of, of having done all that, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, a lot of people don't, and a lot of people, you know, and a lot of people who were in front of the camera never bothered getting behind the camera, and that's one of the things I respect most about you, actually. And, uh, you know, so we shot on, on, uh, 16, 35, uh, beta. We shot a lot of beta. Yeah. Cause they were fine. Uh, you know, it never took off as a home thing that, you know, as home video much, but they were fine cameras. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And their, their first chip cameras were just out of this world. You know? Yeah. It's so easy to run and gun out on a fucking road, you know, you just pack it up and go, you know? <laughs> yeah. They were, it was like, they were just like big camcorders, you know? Yeah. They now had onboard, you know, they had, you could just stick a cassette in there and slam it. Yeah. And, and the onboard microphones were, you know. They were okay. Yeah. They were good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, but nowadays, I mean, the level of quality of uh, that, that we can get just in our pockets alone on these cell phones with these lens attachments and all this stuff. You know, it's it's unbelievable the the stuff that people can do these days, and um, you know, I know that uh, I know that you've you've been through a lot. You you just uh, I'm I'm you survived some some very serious stuff. Yeah, I can't say that yet. <laughs> you can't say you're a survivor for like five years. I've got like three years to go yet, or three and a half years to go. Well, I know that we're thrilled that you've come through it this far, but, man. But I am, uh, let's just say I'm clean right now, and my next uh, scan is in May. And I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> but but I just turned 67 years old last week. So. 
Well, happy belated birthday to you. We saw that. We saw a lot of the love out going out to you on the internet there, on the socials, as the kids call it these days. What? Um, Is that what they call it? I guess. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't. I'm they not, say you know they say rando instead of random. Yeah, they say a lot of have, things. Have you also noticed that if there's a T in the middle of a multisyllabic word, they drop it and they just use a glottal stop now, like yep. like they're like they're uh, like cockneys or something. Yeah. For instead of saying important, they go important. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> You know, I don't I know. Like, I, I sound like, like my dad now, but you know, hey, you know right. you call that music. <laughs> that's all right. You know what? I sp- I spent two hours today yelling at my television, so you know, I think I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I scream at other drivers a lot, all by myself <laughs> in my truck. You know? <laughs> hey, you fucking idiot! <laughs> I don't do so well in th- in places like grocery stores anymore. You know. Oh, particularly uh, on senior day when you got old ladies going like two miles an hour in front of you, you know? <laughs> or they'll stop. Two of them will stop in the middle of the aisle and just start chatting to each other. Well, yeah, just to catch yeah, up. Yeah, Bonnie had a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> you know, I haven't had a bowel movement in four days. You know? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we've got some Joe's popping some comments up here. Matt says he's glad you're okay. Thanks, uh, Matt. And- and Ange says, uh, you look great. Um, yeah, I do, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever tells me I look great. But you do. You look phenomenal, John, you know, and, and we're all thrilled that you've come through it. What, what do you go? What do you, what's, what does the future hold for you? What are you trying to get into next? What's what's the next chapter for John? Uh, oh, man. I just, I just I want to work. Yeah? Uh, I did uh, the last... Uh, the last sizable role I had in the film was a uh, rock paper scissors, which was a uh, directed by Tom Holland and written, uh, co-written by um, uh, Victor Miller from uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the original Friday the Thirteenth, and his partner uh, Carrie Fleming, and it was just a, a meaty role. And uh, I had so much fun doing it. And it was really the best role I'd had since, you know, since I was in, in the theater. Yeah. Really. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I was happy with my work, and I just want to do some more of that stuff. You know, I've turned into an old character actor now, and I just fucking love doing that shit. And uh, I, I wanted to do more of that, you know. And I've done I've done one since I since my surgery, and then I took half my fucking jaw. Out, you know, they took out my fibula, my left leg, and made a jaw out of it. You know, what? And I'm gonna I'm like you're gonna take out my whole fibula. <laughs> and they go they, and, and they go, oh yeah, yeah, you don't need it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> That's what keeps her from falling over backwards. <laughs> <laughs> So you're like, I have to watch the way I turn and back up. She's like, whoa. <laughs> Stacy's gotten so used to it, just looks at the dog and goes, there goes daddy. <laughs> I, I, you know, 
Man, look, you know, I, I'm I'm so happy that you support what we're doing here with the brigade, and I want you to know that we we absolutely love you, man. And you know, whatever we can do to help you, whatever we can do to help. Okay, you know, I got an idea. Cast yeah. me in something. <laughs> we, we got you. You know, you are very involved with the brigade. Just continue being involved, and we're we're building collaboration. We got tons of filmmakers. We'll put the word out. Everybody you know, out there, I am totally available for casting, and uh, I'm reasonable. I ain't free, but I'm reasonable. <laughs> Joe says he heard you're not reasonable. I mean, financially reasonable. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. you, you no, got to specify no, these things. I, I'm not reasonable, Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have been more specific about <laughs> We require qualifiers here at the Indy Brigade. <laughs> By the way, I thought the segment on on uh, uh, drones was really fascinating. Yeah, Terry's a great guy. I literally mean it when I say he's forgotten more about drones than I'll ever fucking learn, man. That guy is like a crazy genius about it. You know what I wonder about the the drones, the, the type of drones they use for you know cameras uh, or kids play with or whatever to spy on the neighbor girls, you know, <laughs> some you know girls sunbathing in her backyard. But, um, is why did it take you know why did it take so it, long for, them to, for the somebody to come up with the idea of a fucking quadrocopter you know? well you know what maybe <laughs> maybe we've got somebody here who can answer your hey, question terry <laughs> hey hey john <laughs> i um, mean why it, it's just no, it's it's so basic. Take us down. let them have a conversation about this uh i, I don't know no, um, well, I've been in technology for a long time, so I, I'm kind of familiar with sort of the back end of what it takes to put a drone in the air, especially a quad. Because if you look at it and if you think about it, it's it flies not only up and down, but also forward, back, uh, left, right, all, does all these things. A lot like an airplane would, but notice it doesn't have any wings. So the props have to operate in such a way that it controls lift whether it be up and down, and also thrust and, and all the other propulsion. Uh, well, yeah, methods. but so does a helicopter, and they've been it, around forever. It does, but it's got the, the helicopter has the, the posing um, props that, that kind of got it. The big thing was miniaturization of the technology of the components of the processors and all to get it down to a manageable size. They, they've had big drones for quite a while, and, and when I say big, I mean like the size of a Volkswagen. I mean really big, clunky things like that. And the, the other thing that hamstrings it and still yet to an extent is battery technology, how to get them in the air. What, how, what was going to fuel it? Ah. So now the, like this guy I, I mentioned earlier, this is, this is my main drone and this much of it is battery I'm trying to get that on screen. So yeah. about a third of it is battery. This, if I'm conservative, and your battery consumption will vary depending on what you're doing, how fast you're flying, you know, how much wind and, and some things like that. But you'll get old oh, 25 minutes if you push it, if you're lucky. I usually bring it in at about 15 minutes just to be safe. But once we see battery technology come down or in size and in weight, that's going to really propel us forward. Um, the new model of this is going to get about five minutes more battery life. That doesn't sound like a whole lot, but to what we do, that's like, yay. You know, it's like this big bag of gold fell out of the sky. So it means a lot. 
But then get yeah, the... was, yeah, it's like on on the uh, we shot Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a lot of uh, short ends. Uh, a film that uh, Danny, uh, uh, our cinematographer mm-hmm. Danny Pearl, had been saving up for like two years in film school in his refrigerator. You know, they spliced together and everything. And yeah, you know, we we did things on such a cheap uh, thing. So you know, it, it, we couldn't shoot more than five minutes. Well, yeah, yeah, and, that's and, how much that's how much a reel lasted was five minutes. I guess maybe that's the standard reel, five minutes on a, even on a thirty-five. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, so you know, we were you know, what was the term used? Hamstringed by that, you know. If well, you had something that. really good, it was like, oh fuck, you know, if, if the actors are really clicking and everything looks good, and you want to keep going. It's like, fuck. and then you're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that happens to me. It's like I, I preach this. And in fact, uh, in my show that that went out yesterday, I, I just touched on it for a second. But um, um, budgeting and, and economy—you don't really think about that in these things. But hey, if, why pull those sticks down? Those props spin the first time. That clock starts ticking in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, let's get off the ground and and you know get to work here because we've only got X number of minutes to do this. And um, so, it, you know, thinking about those things and, and budgeting how much leeway, how much time you've got to get that shot and, and all that, but still not shortcut it, not rush it, not make it, you know, choppy and janky, too. So you've got to balance the quality and all that, too. But, uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot going on with the drones, the processors for the cameras. Again, getting that technology down to a nice, small, manageable size and uh, with, with the really high quality cameras. Like we were talking about, or you, you all were talking about a minute ago about the cameras on cell phones being so small but so powerful now. It's just amazing as we've seen that technology get smaller and get more affordable. So, I mean, you could have had these things you know, 10 years ago, but it was a wee bit pricier than it is now, too. So it's all these things are kind of converging to, to no, make that really nice that tool. Makes total, that makes total sense. It, I One more question. Um, are you a one-man show or do you work with an assistant i'm pretty much a one-man show um i i um i do a couple other things too i'm also a writer on drone technology and i, I work as an faa drone pro uh, working with new operators and things like that but th- this is my primary thing but it's it's just me i i'm kind of the you know uh, the janitor and and ceo and the whole shooting <laughs> match so uh, terry do you happen to know ron scott Massachusetts, he's he's a FAA drone. He's a drone. A drone he just got certified, actually. No, I, I don't. Oh know yeah, him, Joe, but... you know it. <laughs> yeah, we spent one very long night together trying to get him to make sense. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, I remember all too well. <laughs> well, finally, that fucking uh, Jaeger, Dan said, "Rod, how much have you had to drink, man?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like just red wine. <laughs> <laughs> About three or four bottles. <laughs> uh, that was over on uh, Dan Yeager's Dead yeah. Anger Pictures um, fuck, show. <laughs> George has been on Dan's show. Dan's been on our show. And... Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Well, this is awesome. This is that was actually probably one of my favorite moments in the Indie Brigade uh, podcast history. Having John on to interview Terry about drones. That I was think I'm getting cool. hustled off. I'm getting shuffled off to Buffalo. <laughs> no, you're not at all. I was just no. saying that was an amazing segment, and I hope Terry answered your questions. And uh, <laughs> you know, John, you're always welcome on this show, man. I'm, I, you know, I, I I really hope you consider coming back on the show a lot. Um, oh, I will absolutely. You know, we're, we're trying to really spread a message here. We're trying to really uh, bring back that. You know, back when Chainsaw was made, man, it was made with that punk rock fuck you attitude that, that you know, I mean, movies were made with a very fucking indie garage band fuck you attitude back then. That was the only way that these these grungy films that became so important to pop culture. Well, yeah, Toby had that attitude towards all of us. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and they were all, they were literally blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> You know, and, and it's, you know, Hollywood has forever said to filmmakers like like everybody from back then to people who do this stuff today. Hollywood has forever said, fuck you guys. And the indie spirit says, no, fuck you. And we go and we do it anyway. And that's what the indie brigade's all about, man. So, you know, I can't tell you how, how happy I am that you're part of things. Okay, and that well, I'm all this. in, man. I'm all in. Anything I can do to help you. Yeah, we awesome. got to get him in the group. Uh, yeah, I'll put him in yeah, the group later on tonight. Get you in the group tonight, and then we got to get we got to get you working. Kind of sexual thing, is it, Joe? Well, it depends. Do you want it to be? <laughs> yeah, that's up to you completely. There is a safe word. <laughs> what is a safe word? Arugula. <laughs> Removing bones. <laughs> hey Terry, I, I, thanks for uh, talking to me, and I appreciate that. Well, thank you for the question. I, I appreciate it. it. It's great to chat with you. Yeah. All right, Terry. I'm gonna walk I'm gonna... my dog. <laughs> you go walk. Do it. I have to walk the dog. <laughs> All right. Is that a metaphor? I see a man about a horse. Is that a point? <laughs> oh, okay. John's gonna take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one old enough to know what that saying meant? <laughs> I dropped the kids off in the pool. <laughs> so, John, before before you go, let us know yeah. where we can find you on social media, what you got going on. I know you did a little voiceover work recently. I, I, uh, I have done two gigs since I've got my jaw removed. And, you know, I was in a panic uh, being an actor and finding out I had oral cancer was horrifying and uh, my voice has always meant uh, a lot to me you know and you know one of my the, one of the biggest influences in my life was my voice and speech teacher in theater school but you know he changed my life because when I reached uh, when I you know was what 18 19 years old and went to theater school in Chicago in the big city I pretty much sound like this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> how you doing? It was like, you know, I tried to get a date. I'd be like, hey, you wouldn't want to go out with me, would you? I didn't think so. <laughs> and and uh, this guy had faith in me and worked with me, and, and it really turned my life around. So uh, when I found out that they were going to be fucking around in my mouth, I, I was just in a panic. And I luckily, which I didn't realize at the time, Vanderbilt University uh, Cancer Clinic here in Nashville. Well, I live like outside of Nashville in Bumfuck, but um, 
has uh, possibly the best head and neck cancer clinic in a, in a country. And uh, it just so happened this is where I got sick. And, uh, you know, my, my team of doctors did a great job. And uh, so I ended up with a minor, you know, speech impediment. And I had a great, uh, uh, a great speech therapist uh, who, um, you know, worked with me and pushed me and to give me, you know, you can get it back. You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And uh, she would come to my house uh, once a week, you know, work for a couple of hours and, and give me exercise to do, and I, you know. So the fact that, you know, a year and a half, oh, no, wait a minute. It's like less than a year after my surgery, uh, I had a film gig. And then a few months after that, I had a voiceover job, you know, so. Wow. You know, I wasn't expecting ever, really ever to be able to work again when I, you know, first going into this. So. I'm thankful. <laughs> Trust me. Well, we're thankful that you're working again, too, man. And, uh, you know, we really do want to see you work more uh, and work as much as you want to. That's part of uh, everything we're trying to get done here with the brigade, too. So seriously, uh, uh, you know, let's get him in the group. Let's get him going and let's uh, let's let's throw him into the mix. You you say you want to work. You say you want to collaborate. Man, the Indy Brigade is all about it. So let's get well, it I'm going. All, in, man. all right, brother. Thank you, so much. Guys. Thank you hey, for spending Joe. some time with us. You know, it just just maybe do her like three times, you know, tonight <laughs> for Valentine's Day to give her that like six inches that she needs. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Here it is. There it is. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> and we love you john i will be talking to you soon and thank you okay. again for joining us and no, no i'll problem. invite you to that group very shortly <laughs> okay. have a great night, Good so night. Long, guys. Hey, hey terry thanks a lot it was nice to meet you oh thank you it's great to oh, meet and you george too. Thank, thank you it was nice to meet you i guess we never really met face to face before so. not face to face uh you've never seen me outside your window no <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you through the window. John, 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 before you no, leave, no. What, what what do you got for people who want to follow you or keep up with you? Do you have social Oh, just social Facebook. Media? <laughs> and well, uh, I've got, I got stuff. If they want to buy stuff, I, I sell it over. I, I, you know, I sell autograph stuff over through my Facebook page. And uh, I also have stuff up on the uh, official Texas Chainsaw Master website as well so and uh, awesome and a good deal of the stuff uh that uh chainsaw that kim hankel and ian his son uh the shirts uh that they're selling of me on there it goes to to my uh medical expenses so Okay, well, let's start pushing that, too, for you. Absolutely. Definitely go buy some shit and help John cover his medical bills. Otherwise, if you don't, you're a bad fucking person. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. And, and we will hunt you down and throat punch you. Door-to-door. Yeah. Door. Door to, we're going to deliver door-to-door -door throat punches. Yeah, I was laying a ditch right before a huge thunderstorm. <laughs> drown, drown in mud. <laughs> or fall into a 
septic tank, you know, that, you know, when you're out just walking around on some deserted property. And you, there's like a hundred year old poop in the thing. <laughs> John, John's going going pretty dark. Here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he is, but, <laughs> but, but he has it all like preempted. He's like, yeah. Lord. Carried away. Carried away something. <laughs> Hundred oh well. <laughs> John, you're awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, man. We'll catch yeah, up with you later. Thanks, Have John. Good night, brother. Good night. Well, see, that's it. I'm, I'm going to hit the little red X down here. Now. <laughs> Have a great night. Bye. Uh, Terry. Man, that was man, fun. Man. Wait a minute, Terry's still here. What the hell? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So now that you guys are there, right next to each other on screen, I want to take a moment. And finally, see if we can get you guys past this, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Terry's a great guy, Joe, and I don't know. None of us know why you have a fucking problem with him. Yeah, yeah. What is it? We need to just air this out, figure it out. What the fuck's your problem? Uh, I'm sorry, Terry. Who? <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about having John plan your demise right now. Because you know John's going to put the work into it. Hundred-year-old poop. What the fuck? I think I can get a drone over that far too. <laughs> Not for only twenty-five minutes. <laughs> That's just what I talk about. <laughs> There's secret stuff in the basement. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about drone stuff, Terry. Oh, oh. John. Te John has my mind. No, around. wait a minute, Terry. We're talking about your. Impellers. Oh, <laughs> that that yeah. I I you know I, I don't like openly talk about not that. live. There's no room not for live. impellers in this conversation. Seriously. Yeah, like this is. We'll, we'll have to get Samantha Wagner to talk about you know, the that's impellers. Just, that's just not right talking about impellers without Samantha. Yeah, that was kind of fucked up, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what I was thinking, and there we <laughs> God go. damn it, Joe! Really, seriously, and yes, just so anybody wants to know, yes, all of that is directly on the mug. Boom! Blame Joe. God damn it, Joe! Really, seriously, it is a very pretty mug. It really and, is, and, and you know, you you did a mug change after yeah. you left. <laughs> I did. No, I, I've got them both here. Oh, multi mugging. <laughs> Double fisting. Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. wait a minute. Oh, whoops, sorry. Wrong one. Oh, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> Imperler. <laughs> she just wrote for you I think Joe just enjoys playing with tech equipment and has more toys. Now, I have the power. <laughs> Buttons. All right. Listen, I'm calling it. All right, we're going to drop Terry out for a moment. Terry, thank you, and I apologize. That wasn't the uh, most conventional show with you coming on and then dropping out. And No, I, I, it's perfectly fine. But I, I love it. <laughs> it's cool. I, I, I got you on with John Dugan. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you taught John Dugan some shit about drones. That's cool. Talking drones with John Dugan? I mean, really? Yeah. Uh, let's put Terry on the spot. There. Terry, so... Uh, what are we talking about, and where are we, and where can you find us? We're here right now. <laughs> <laughs> See how I threw that back? Where's now? Where's now, and when is here? When is here, and, and there is now. Well, where we are, 
It's of course right here. You can find us at Romero Pictures Indie Brigade on here Facebook. on Facebook. And uh, and and you find us there anytime. So how's that for a win? Boom! Joe's <laughs> got a crawl prepared. YouTube channel, Facebook. Oh, it's starting over. Hang on. Like, oh. subscribe, and follow. See, see, you're just making me dance. You're like dance, make me dance. <laughs> I am puppet master. <sighs> and of course, you can go to RomeroPictures.com to get all of your merch. Support us. Keep us on the air. Keep our servers going keep everybody happy and uh keep it so that we can yeah yeah basically so uh listen if you like what you see if you've learned anything if you want to learn more go over and check out the mentor program book a session with terry book a session with me we've got some people booking sessions with michael mandeville who will be back uh again soon we've got some cool stuff going on um keep checking us out keep supporting keep 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 coming back to to things. I don't. I got nothing. Um, yeah, well, Terry. Before you go, um, I don't know if you want to plug uh, Black Dog or anything because I'm going to drop you out momentarily. Yeah, and I might um, do it mid sentence. So you want me to talk like really fast, <laughs> like an auctioneer, auctioneer fast, <laughs> like the um, micro machine man, micro machine man. Um, yeah, well, you can find me at uh, my, my website is blackdogdroneops.com. And you can also email me, terry at blackdogdroneops.com. Uh, pretty easy to find. Um, I'm, I'm based in Central Florida. So um, just locate me on there if you have a quick question or anything like that. I, again, anything deeper or more involved or specific I'm available on the mentor program. Um, every Thursday, I've got a new video being uploaded uh, to our YouTube channel. And also uh, some upcoming blog posts on the uh, blog as well. So, so I'm always pretty engaged and accessible. So if you're thinking about drones, using them now, you, you know, you just in any possible scenario, let me know if you need help with it, and we'll take it from there. I'm always thinking about drones. Yeah. Okay. Like, Good like night, always. Terry. Thank you. Good night, Short. Terry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we got Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. sir. Thank you, buddy. And we have Judith. Oh, I'm assuming that may be his mother. Maybe. Hmm. Alrighty then. Um, one more scroll just so I can, um, I don't know, regurgitate the information off of it. So if you want to follow us on audio only and you don't want to see our mugs, I don't know why you wouldn't want to see. Why wouldn't anybody want to see my mug? <laughs> iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn, Radio Public, and Breaker. You want me to do that again? George, were you paying attention? No, I wasn't. But there's a scroll. Watch this. Uh, never mind. <laughs> it went by too fast. <laughs> going to need to be a little quicker. Our audio-only podcasts can be found on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, uh, Public, and Breaker. All right. So uh, anything else? No, that's it. Just, you know, seriously, um, look, we're trying, we're trying really hard here. We're trying to get this message out. We're trying to get everybody together. Um, we're trying to bring the collaboration back, and we're trying to <clears throat> trying to remind Hollywood – 
that the more they say fuck you, the the, the louder we're going to say it back. So, you know, thanks for tuning in. And uh, everybody, fuck off till next time. Uh, oh, no, I got to do a couple more now. Uh, ooh, look at the scroll. Production value, Joe. See? A, a comp- I think a compliment. I'm not sure. And we got Judith. <laughs> Proud mother indeed. <laughs> All right. Now, um, I'm sorry. Say that thing you said again. I've already say. said it. I don't talk after I say it. That's our thing, remember? <laughs> Valid point. Fuck off.